Somebody save us. The Batman is after us. Welcome to Agent Blue, your comic book explosion podcast. I'm George Green. I'm Michael Bernardo III. And we're here to talk to you today about... One book. The greatest book that has ever existed in any plane of existence. It has two rodent-type characters and four reptile characters. Can you guess what it is? No. Okay, guess not, because this is a podcast, and we recorded this way before you guys are going to hear it. Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Volume 1. It doesn't say one, but the second one is coming out in August. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know this. Please, I looked it up. Please tell me more. <laughs> I, that's all I know about the sequel. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm assuming that Batman's going to go into their universe, but... I mean, with the way that it ended, yeah, Batman's going to go into their universe. But there's no... Like, I haven't found anything else out about it, other than the fact that the, the second version... The second part of this book comes out in August. Happy birthday to me. So you want that too on top of Spider-Man? Yes. <laughs> Alright. Yes, I do. I'll pre-order it when I get home. Alright, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to just discuss it? Do you want to review it? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about Batman fighting the Foot Clan? Possibly. Because that's all that happened. Batman versus the Foot Clan. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's, uh, let's do a mixture. We both read it. We did both read it. I mean, that's why we're only talking about Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's not Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like we're reviewing two separate. No, this is, this is yeah. that story, this is one story where they're together. One single jam-packed, the comics crossover event of the year. I'm going to say of the century. No, no. Just Sleep Power the millennia. is my favorite still. Just the League Power Eon. Rangers is still my favorite. All right. Well, let's uh, let's re- review it, discuss it, and all of the above. All right. Just, well, just gush over the amazingness. Gush over the amazingness. Review. Favorite thing about this book was the story and the artwork. Oh, my goodness. The story was fantastically written. And I did not think that I would be laughing in this book as much as I did. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was just... I just flipped to the page where Bane is an elephant. Oh, that was probably the greatest scene in the whole comic book alone. Like, you know how some people say that the the scene in the Civil War comic where they're all fighting in the prison is like the best scene? I think this is now my new favorite. Yeah, probably for me too. Bane as an elephant. Oh my goodness. And Mr. Freeze as a polar bear. Penguin as an actual penguin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, these guys are getting confused if we don't tell them what happens. All right. So, we start off in the story with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, actually. Well, it's the Foot Clan uh, stealing some stuff from some laboratory. Was it stated which one? It was some Wayne Tech one, definitely. I think. I think it was just some laboratory. Just some random laboratory. They're just stealing some tech. But you know, the teenage mutant ninja turtles save uh, save the girl, but they got but the Foot Clan got away with what they wanted to get, and she is telling all of this to Batman, but she doesn't know who the t- ninja turtles are, so she's just like they came in with a flash of blue, orange, purple, red, 
He was scary. <laughs> Their eyes were inhuman. And uh, Batman promised her that she'll that he'll find out what happened and who is stealing stuff. And then of course you can't have Ninja Turtles without pizza. pizza. So pizza. they order pizza from this universe. <laughs> Right after they order pizza is like the best line that we both agreed on. It is one one of the better lines. One of the, well, the best line in this book by far. I'm gonna read it. All right, I'm all gonna right. read. Well, it. let's give them some context. Um, after the the Ninja Turtles order pizza from this universe, it goes back to Bruce Wayne talking to Albert. Um, Did you say Albert. I said Albert. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> Alfred. Talking. He's talking to his butler, Alfred. He's talking to Albert, the butler. Um, no, Alfred. Um, they're having a conversation about the anniversary of Bruce Wayne's parents' death. Which is in one week and, from this event. And he's like, you know, you're always working on a project around this time. Something You always your throw yourself it. into yeah. it. And I just, I'm still trying to get the scorch marks out of the last year's debacle. Um, but anyways, so they're still trying to track the Foot Clan, and because Batman's trying stuff. to set up a trap. So he told uh, Alfred to respectfully decline the invitation and need for the police guy, the police officers, to watch over Bruce Wayne at this R and D uh, facility event. Yeah, that's so happening. Some tech that Bruce Wayne knows that they're going to want to steal. So he's trying to set a trap. But then uh, you just go ahead and yep. read it. Alfred goes, The Wayne Enterprises R&D facility has been assigned 10 patrol cars this evening for added security. Batman goes, Call them back and respectfully decline. Alfred responds with, And I suppose I should tell them our company's namesake and president would rather strange ninjas and their monstrous associates attack so that he might punch them in a bat costume. It was just, it was too funny. Too funny to just let pass. I had to read it. And then, um, because of all of this going on, um, Killer Croc decides it's his time to shine and, and show his brain, not just his brawn. Uh, so he's going to steal some parts of the Batmobile because the black market uh, people say that it's like each piece of the Batmobile is like worth like a quarter million or something. I just talked to some guys in the black market. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, there we go. And um, ends up where the turtles are hiding. Where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are like. The parts in the sewer where they're claiming in Gotham. Because they need to. Because they don't know this world. So they need to hide. Oh, and they found his their little, little yeah. secret hideout there. Earlier. He breaks the... Michelangelo's uh, Death Laser Pony Racer game. What kind of game is that? I don't know. I want to know what game that is. He likes it. It sounds like a fun game. It (laughs) It sounds like it's uh, My Little Pony mixed with uh, Evil Knievel and um, the Austin Powers characters. That's honestly what I think. So the Foot Clan decides that they're going to, you know, steal from another laboratory because they need to get all the parts. Uh, for context, they're trapped in this universe, in the Gotham's universe, in the DC universe, 
and they're trying to get back home. That's why they're stealing stuff from laboratories. It's not random, like, laboratories are stealing. Krang tried to get rid of uh, both the Ninja Turtles and the Foot Clan by sending them to another dimension. So that he can rule. Yeah. So. And so they try to steal. Uh, well, this one is actually... all an illusion because Batman set this trap for them because he wants to take out the Foot Clan. Well, but he doesn't know that they're Foot Clan, but... He just he just knows that they're ninjutsu warriors or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, who's ready to talk? Uh, you know, to see if he doesn't have to punch these guys. And then we go directly to the Killer Croc and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fight, which is absolutely funny. Uh, mainly because... Donatello almost tells us what state Gotham is in. Uh, honestly, I know it's in New Jersey, but it's not going to tell us, and DC will never admit it, even though it's in New Jersey, guys. Gotham is Jersey. It's Jersey City. Um, and they fight. Uh, <laughs> Michelangelo is only fighting because of his Pony Racer game. That's literally what he says. And then it, the battle keeps going back and forth between the fight of Batman and the Turtles' enemies and the Turtles' and Batman's enemies until they converge at the Batmobile. And that's when they first meet and fight. But Batman wins because he's, he's smart bad. like that. Um, not only do we mention that Mikey busts into a pizza shop window yelling out, you know, everybody run. There's a man in a bat costume trying to kill everybody. But they're all freaked out that he's a giant turtle talking. Yeah. They know who Batman is. And then he gets distracted by the anchovies on a pizza. And then Batman brings him back in to the fold of fighting. And then, you know, then they actually start fighting. And it just goes on and on because Batman's actually just teasing them and testing them. Even uh, Splinter comes in. But ultimately, Batman... Uh, Gets them well, away. Splinter comes in, kind of like stops the fight, and then they all disappear. Yep. And they just they go back and they try to figure out who he was and what's going on. Michelangelo actually makes a graph, like a circle graph that we used to make in school. Like some things are over here, some things over here, and some things are in the middle. He makes that about who, what is Batman? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? First off, let's figure out how awesome or not awesome he is. <laughs> and he just continuously does that. And then we find out, because we switch back to Batman, that the turtles only have so long before they're going to just turn back into normal turtles because in this universe, their mutagen that allows them to be teenage mutant ninja turtles is disappearing because it doesn't exist on this world. Yeah, so it doesn't exist in this universe, and so their bodies are, like, losing it. And then, you know... Um, the Foot Clan meet, meet Penguin. And you know, uh, Shredder... Um, teams up have all of Batman's rogues uh, together uh, but not all at once he starts with Penguin Penguin not Penguin 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 um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles break into the Batcave Batcave they find it uh, Shredder follows Batman to the Batcave and then brings the turtles all to him <clears throat> and then battles ensue they uh, they work together. Uh, Batman and the turtles work together, but that was two hours later than what we actually are in the present day. <laughs> we go all the way back to two hours later. Remember those? That trope. Oh that my trope. goodness, I hate that trope. That trope. I Let's was, go fight two hours before. I was reading. Why? I was reading Earth One uh, Teen Titans. I love it. 
It, yep, it started with a trophy. You're probably wondering how we got here. Oh no! <laughs> it started with that very thing. You're probably wondering how we got here. Well, let's go back let's to go the back. beginning. Let's go back to 36 hours, hours earlier. Oh my goodness. Anyways, so you know, um, we go back to the point where they actually first initially enter the Batcave and they fight Batman and they decide to work together. Because Splinter decides to be level-headed and actually talk with Batman. And then Alfred uh, doesn't realize what's going on and uh, attempts to want to kill them. But Batman's like, stand down. Comes out with a shotgun. Stand down. And then they go back to the present day. uh, Present hour. (laughs) And stuff happens in which the portal that they were building breaks so they can no longer go back home and Shredder decides that he's going to take Gotham for himself and then he meets Ra's al Ghul Ra's al Ghul no it's Ra's al Ghul they actually said that in this book no it was in another book that I read but I read it right before this one so anyways uh they team up, and this is when all the rogues start working together. Even Joker makes an appearance, obviously. Because it's a Batman story. Yeah, but Joker can't not be in a Batman story. Um, this is, If you've seen online those pictures where um, Batman is smiling with a pizza pizza in his hand, it's from this book. After all the training sessions and the, and the fighting between Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they have a pizza party, and Alfred goes, I'm certainly not the one cleaning the grease off your suit. I know that much. And everybody knows that panel because it's a picture of Batman smiling with a piece of pizza in his hand saying, it tastes good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Of course, uh, Shredder... Ends up accidentally bringing Casey Jones from their universe. Well, they created another portal. Yeah. And then Casey Jones just ends up popping up through it. With the mutagen. Which is how... Yeah. This is how the rogues gallery of Batman ends up being giant animals. I honestly... I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see that coming. You didn't see them becoming muted? No, I didn't think that. Was I happen. absolutely knew it was going to happen. Gonna the second that. they said in the beginning that these characters, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, were losing their mutagen, I knew that the mutagen would be introduced just to have an excuse to make all the rogues gallery puns of themselves. I knew it. I knew the second they said it. Um, they steal the mutagen, obviously. And they go to Arkham Asylum, obviously. Obviously. And then that's when Jim Gordon calls for Batman and meets the rest of the Turtles and kind of uh, starts to lose it. This is this is one of my other favorite lines in the story. It's just like, oh my goodness. I wish it, we could go back to simpler times. Why is there like a giant turtle here? And then um, Batman's like, Jim, they're friends. And he's like, so that's what friends look like, do they? Barbara keeps telling me I should make a few, but I think I'm gonna have to pass. Because <laughs> no, friends with no giant turtles. No, thank you. Um, he tell Jim obviously does what he does and tells Batman what he needs to know. Then the penguin shows up. Yep. Offering a little bit of help, knowing that Shredder is going to uh, do some bad things for Gotham. He's not really that good of a guy, and Penguin's just like, I don't want this guy in my city. Ultimately, you know. 
Casey Jones and the Turtles meet Damian Wayne. Which is my favorite part in the book. Damian Wayne showing up to Michelangelo and Donatello playing uh, pony racers on Batman's TV. Not even the laser version, just pony racers. And he, he Donatello hooks up uh, Robin Damian Wayne's Xbox, Xbox thing. thing to the TV, and he's like, "It's a Q box. It's, it's a Q box." He even hooked my Q box up to the to the Batcave computer. And he was like, "Yeah." That, that that's when he kind of like settles down, though. He's like, "Did you wire my Q box into the Bat computer? Yeah. How could you not?" <laughs> and it's like, not to mention that Damian does kind of kind of beat the turtles a little bit. Yeah, he he wins. He wins. Uh, Leonardo starts having the effects of the mutagen wearing off and collapses, but he he does recover briefly, and they all go to fight um, Ra's al Ghul and Shredder and all the Foot Clan, and this is when you see Penguin, Penguin. Penguin as a penguin. And then you open up to the next page, and everybody in Batman's rogues gallery you is got animals. You got Mad Hatter as the rabbit. You got Joker as a snake. You got Bane the the elephant. And... Uh, Two Face is a monkey. Um, Riddler is looks like a. a it's a fox. a fox. It's a sly fox. Like Sly Cooper. Uh, Scarecrow is a crow. Harley Quinn is a hyena. Uh, the Joker is a snake. Who else is in there? Um, Poison Ivy looks like a praying it's, mantis. She's a praying mantis. And that's everybody. Oh, and the, the guy with the dummy. What's his name? I can't forget. He's not a very important character. He's the guy who. Oh, just, and Mr. Freeze is a polar bear. I don't know if I said that already. The guy who has the killer dummy, he's an owl. So, of course, they all fight. You know, bada bing, bada boom. And. Of course they win, but after a long battle that takes up almost half of this book and a suit that was uh, redesigned and created by Donatello for Batman and has all the colors of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. But but they win because comics and it's a Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic, so you know they gotta win. And then... Um... They leave, finally, because they, they find a way to actually open up the portal, and they make it home. But before they go home, I'm going to have to flash back to almost the beginning of this book, because this is honestly one of the most heartfelt things in the book to me. When Raphael leaves, because he's like, Batman isn't who he's seems to be and all of you guys are blind to it and then he tells him about how his parents died yeah batman actually goes after Raphael and brings him to crime alley and then raf makes the joke like wow you guys are really uh creative folk here folk here yeah and he's like this is where my parents were shot and killed and then he explains everything and raf actually has a heartfelt moment like i'm sorry i didn't know um what like you actually are trying to save my family because you promised this is what would happen uh, you promised that you would help us, and I see now that you will. So when he leaves, when they all leave at the end, Raphael gives him his mask 
and says, I know you lost your family back when, but you got a hell of a good one now, and I'm glad I got to know you. If you ever come around our place, you have another with us. And I almost cried. No, I did cry. I teared up both times. I teared up both times. I was like, but Raphael is such a hard butt. And now he's he's just so emotional. <laughs> and and then, of course, that, that's when it ends. For now. For now. It's at the end. For now. Dun, dun, dun. Also, Damien decides to stay for the anniversary of his parent for uh, Bruce's parents' death because, you know, he wants to be there for his daddy. Daddy. And that's the end of that book. So let's actually discuss it because I was trying to breeze through that thing. What didn't you like about the book? What didn't I what like? What didn't about? you like about the book? I feel like it would be easier to tell people what you didn't like than what you did like. That we didn't see Batman in the Ninja Turtles universe. I wanted to see that. Um, I wanted to see them both be part of each other's world like we saw the Just League and Power Rangers do. I feel like they're going to do that. In the sequel. In the sequel. And then Batman's going to fight Bebop and Rocksteady. That's going to be my favorite. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. What do you think is going to come with him? You think he's going to bring the whole Bat family? You think Damien's going to go? I think uh, because Damien was a part of this one for a brief uh, minute, Damien will be in it. And I want to see Dick Grayson, Nightwing in it. I want nice. to see those three that would be appear. Nice that would that would be a lot of fun to see those three appear together. Um, and have to fight the Foot Clan in their own place. I feel like they wouldn't fight the Foot Clan. I feel like they would fight like Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady. But I'm saying like maybe you, somebody you new. can't not have you know Ultron, Sigma. <laughs> well, you can't not have the Foot Clan in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle book. Like, I don't think they're going to be, like, the big bad, because they were the big bad in this one, but I think right. he's going to, like, see some Foot Clan in that world. Oh, you like, know, you're definitely going to see some Foot Clan. Beat the butt. But, no, I think it's going to be somebody else. I mean, I don't, I, don't know. I can't really, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I only have good things to say about it. The artwork was great. The story was fantastic. It was, uh... I found myself looking at the cover art in the back of the book, like, the variant yeah. covers. I looked at them all for, like, a good hour after I read the book. I mean, People the, thought I was still reading, like, dang, you the read artwork, slow. The artwork is nice. It fits. The penciling, the inking, it all, it's, it's all good. It all fits well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. Okay, then. I guess we rushed through it. It's, it's 27 minutes into the podcast. Barely. Because there's, like, minutes that I'm going to be cutting. There's going to be a lot of minutes you're going to cut out. Wow. This idea was I interesting. Wanna, I, want, I want to see them do it in, in a live-action movie. In a live-action movie? I would like to see it in a cartoon movie. I want to see them in both. No, yeah, no, not live-action. They keep, they keep screwing up just cartoon. the way they look. Cartoon movie. It's fine. Um. No, but like when I was reading this, when I was reading this, I was like, IDW does too many things with DC. Why can't I have a Marvel and DC crossover in the new age? But you know, it's not going to happen unless Disney buys out DC too. Unless they buy Warner Brothers, it's not going to happen. Though there was a there was a time in the eighties or nineties where it would have been easier. For Superman to cross over with Spider-Man and for Spider-Man to cross over with Fantastic Four in the 90s or something. That is the truth. That be the truth. Um, 
I really like that we covered this book too because we were talking last week about Injustice and how the Ninja Turtles were in Injustice. So it's just we, really funny that we came across this. We we went to the we went to the comic book store like we promised, and we both looked at this book and we were like, "This is what we're covering." Yeah. We have to. This we is this is what we we're not doing. Do it. So we picked it up and we read it and we both loved it. I actually bought way too many books, and I read them all. <laughs> read them all. I read them all. I read. I this need book. more books now. I read this book over the course of two days. I tried to drag it out because it was just like I wanted to just keep reading it. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna like treat it like dessert. Well, I was at work from 12 p.m. to 12:30 a.m. and I needed something to do because it was during the snowstorm when there was no planes coming in. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was I was not at home during the snowstorm. I was out, and that's why I wasn't uh, reading. But we're not going to talk about that. That's your fault. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Uh, it's not my fault you went out. I mean, at least I finished the comic book. Jeez, Michael, you had to read so many. I finished this comic book. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Heck, I was the one who was carrying this discussion, unlike how you usually do. I mean, I figured... Time for you to carry your weight, Michael. Time for you to carry your own weight. I didn't have to talk the whole time. I'm the one who edits it and <laughs> promotes it everywhere. And I'm the one who talks... 95% of the time. Until the Jesus Nets come Until up the and Jesus then you just And then I just quiet, quietly sit there and, and stare into the wild white wander of the backyard. That's also the front yard. That's also someone's side yard. And somebody else's front yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess I'm going to do the Jesus Notes. Well, I guess that's what you're going to do then, huh? Okay, well... If you remember from every other time I did a crossover book, which was once, but then I had one where the characters went back in time, of course I have to bring up uh, John seventeen sixteen. They are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Obviously, I don't need to explain why that makes sense. You got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That are not of that world. And the Foot Clan coming... Yeah. To Gotham, which is not their world. So, I am not of this world. Like, they are not of this world. But they have to fight because it's their problem. As well as if they don't fight them, they're going to die. Because, well, they're not going to die. They're just going to lose sentience. Yeah, that's all. They're going to go from hyper... Not really hyper smart. I mean, you, you can't really. They're smart. hyper smart for, ca- for for turtles. For turtles, this is true. And you know, being mutants. But yeah. So that's why I chose John seventeen sixteen because obviously, if it's so well within the parameters of the story, I would also go with Ephesians four thirty one. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. The reason why I use this one is because of Raphael. Because of Raphael. Because every single time he shows up in this book, until Batman tells him what's actually happening, why he really truly cares, he is just not being nice he's being a jerk the entire time like he always is though like that's Raphael's character so I immediately thought of Ephesians 431 when I thought of what verses would fit within this story Batman is a character that honestly if it weren't for the way DC writes their characters would have a 
red lantern ring. <laughs> and a yellow lantern ring. You would have both. But at the same time. Yeah, because he instills fear. He would be an into... orange lantern. No. He's not greedy. He's selfish. Not greedy. He he even calls himself selfish in the book. But he instills fear in others. And it is well recorded that he has an anger management issue. But he that's why he doesn't carry any weapons that would be lethal. In the comics. In the DCEU, maybe he's a little easier to get mad. The Ephesians 431 really doesn't get resolved until Batman tells him about why he cares, what's going on, and why he is trying really hard to help the turtles, even though you broke into my house. They did break into his house. And it, and it makes sense. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. That's Raphael to a T. And until Batman speaks to him, tat-on-tat, heart-to-heart, it, he's just a jerk the whole time. He's the only one not smiling besides Batman on the cover. Uh, Leo is not smiling either. None of them are technically smiling, but the two who are mean have scowls. Scowls. Everybody else They're feels mean like... Everybody else is just like... Normal. Regular. Yeah. It's like, we're ready for fighting. But Batman and Raph are just like, we're gonna kill you. Ugh. Those are the two verses that I thought of while reading. I didn't even need to write it down because those were also in similar other Other books that I did. I just went through other... um, I thought of those verses and I went through other notes to copy and paste because I didn't need to open up my Bible for that to think about, hey, what goes in here? Because I remember these verses that were already used, um, of course, in, in different circumstances because there was no talking turtle in the Power Ranger crossover. Nor was there um, an alien, Earth two. What? There was an alien or two. Well, yeah, but that's because Superman's an alien, and Brainiac's an alien. See, two. And technically, everybody in the book was an alien at some point because they were alien to that world. This is true. Donatello even makes mention of that in this book, where he's fighting uh, Killer Croc, and he's just like. Um, we're not aliens, Mikey. I mean, well, I guess in the sense that we're not from this world, we're aliens. But then again, this whole world, because they have a whole different uh, um, etymology for what the word alien means. Uh, I also, we forgot to mention the fight between Leo and Batman. The little sparring session that took place. Yes. Where Leo took him down. Yeah, Leo took Batman down. He was. They were uh, sparring, and Splinter was being like his suit is made to intimidate you just remember he's just a man and they're fighting and then splinter's like watch your watch your footwork he's backing you in more than you think and then batman's like his footwork looks good to me and then he gets flipped down splinter's like i wasn't talking to leo (laughs) that was funny that was also another good scene in the book this this book was just the whole book was scenes. a good scene. Yeah, this the book, book was if a they scene. Made, if they made a direct, like, if they made like a DC AU movie of this, I'd be good. Yeah, it would be it would be great. 
It would be fantastic. They wouldn't have to change anything, really. But DCAU, not DCEU. No, not EU. Because EU would just screw it up. EU. EU. It would be like more like EU. Exactly why it's EU. Ew. DCL. <laughs> DCL. Didn't they make a statement that it's not actually called the DCEU? They just don't have a name for it? Then why does it? Why is it officially the DCEU in everything I look up? I don't know. Maybe they did officialize it finally. Anything else you would like to add? That's pretty much all I have for it. That's all you have for it. You, you covered everything that I was going to talk about, so. Then just recover it, but in your own words. You did just fine. I did just fine. Did just fine. Okay, whatever. Well, um, if you enjoy what we're doing, you can head on over to mb-3d.com and give us a like and comment. Uh, share it with your friends because... Fine. <laughs> mb-3d.com forward slash Agent Blue. Give us a like and a comment. Uh, Tell share us it with all you of your think. friends. Share it with all of your friends. Every single one of them. All of them. Every all friend. Them. Even though, even if you got all of your friends on Facebook because you don't even know, you just went ad happy one day, share it with all of them too. The kids that you were bullied by in high school, share it or you too. bullied in high school, share, share it, it with them. I want to know. Let's do it. Share it with every share single person. With your grandma. Share yeah. it with the people who have never heard of Batman. Yeah, share it with them. Your, your, your great grandniece. Share it with the dead and yeah. the undead. And the undead, yep. Yeah. Share it with Share it with the turtles you know. Your cousin. If you have a pet turtle, you can show it with uh, them. Pet parakeet, you can show them that too. They might if you like have it. a pet penguin. Uh, yeah, possibly a penguin. Yeah, maybe if you have an elephant. If you have a snake. Snake, you know, a dog. You can have just a dog. Most people have dogs. Cat. You've got a fox in your yard. Yeah, some little gopher hidden under your shed. Anything. Just, just share it with anything and a everyone. skunk. Maybe Pepe Le Pew, you know. If you enjoy it as well, you can also... Uh, Head over to Patreon forward Patreon.com forward slash MB3 and uh, throw a little money our way. Uh, make it rain on us make because yeah. uh, that's even that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Make, make it rain, rain on us uh, because <laughs> even a dollar a month would help us exponentially, and uh, that's only yeah. like in, a, in our quest for for comic book exploration and knowledge. I mean, we're called the. Agent Blue, your comic book explosion podcast. Come on, we have yeah. a lot. We, we just explode with comic books, things, and stuff. Um, if, if you stab us, we don't bleed. Yeah. It's just it's just like... Comic it's, book it's panels. On, no, it's op, onomatopoeias. It's just like... <laughs> like, it just comes out with like... Like the sounds. Like S-K-S-H. Like... That's what happens if you stab us. We are comics to the core. To and the I, to the bone. To the bone. You you slice our bone. It's just like adamantium. It's I can't do it. I can't do that sound. That onomatopoeia. But anyway, that's what happens. That's what it is. That's, that's exactly what is. what's going on right here, right now, in your friendly local neighborhood apartment living room. So from us here at Agent Blue, peace. peace.